Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road. Don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I love CVS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. This is the Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet Where are you? Nice to meet you, too. Where are you right now? I'm in California right now, seeing some family. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Is this where you're from yeah. originally? or? Yeah, originally from uh, Anaheim, so Southern California boy, and uh, then just been living in Texas. But Come on. Everybody else tries to move to California. You move away. Look at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm in Austin um, right now. Keeping it weird in Austin. Yeah, you've been. Isn't that the? Isn't that what they say? Oh, I've been a ton. Yeah, I used to go to South by Southwest all the time. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. South by Southwest is fun. ACL, all those wild events. So, Zach, you need to know they're calling this OG and the new guy. Did you know that? I like it. First and foremost, do, did you uh, even? ever even hear of my season of The Bachelor. So my name is Bob Guinea. I was Bachelor season four. Trista Wren's reject, who was given his own season of the show. Disastrous season, by the way. Uh, did you happen to see that one? No, I, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched much of any, uh, of, of any of the previous Bachelor seasons, to be honest. But, you know, I did my research uh, on you a little bit. I, <laughs> I did, you're The Bachelor before Jesse. Yes. Um, yes. And Jesse's a good friend of mine. I paved the road for that man. I will tell <laughs> you, so Jesse and I have a lot of mutual friends. And um, oddly enough, I, I mean, I really like him, but we've never actually hung out in person. Like we've met, I think we met a few times, like very briefly. And, um, but I think he's doing a great job as a host of the show. I'm glad you guys are friends. It's, it makes it easier, right? To navigate that whole thing. Well, I was going to say, you know, you walked so he could run. So honestly, like he has to <laughs> everything. So um, true, so true, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was it was great having J Jesse's 
support. I mean, I, I got to know him a little bit on The Bachelorette, you know, here and there when we're traveling. But then we really had the chance, obviously, this season because we're together a lot. And, yeah, you know, he always had, you know, pieces of advice and just always was someone to talk to constantly. And, and you know, he would give me full feedback and bounce ideas. And we would do that back and forth quite a bit. But him and I are pretty similar, like with the, the sports background. So half the time was just talking about football. Talk to me about your sports background. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I played college football um, Where'd you at play? a smaller school. Uh, Cal Poly, slow. Okay. Yeah, I know it well. Um, sure. Yeah, so played there for five years. Was an offensive lineman, so never really got to touch the ball or do any cool things in the end zone, but still love football to death. And uh, him and I just really talked about that a lot. Oh, that's great. Man. Yeah, I, I played college football, too. I played at Michigan State. Um, nice. Much like Jesse, I was a quarterback. Unlike Jesse, uh, I didn't play. But it's nice uh, that one of us of the three, or I guess two of us of the three, actually were players. Now I feel really bad about myself. Let's move on. No. Let's not talk about sports anymore. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about, first and foremost, um, you brought it up about um, that you know you had met him when you were on The Bachelorette. So you were on the season, the first season, I believe, where we had two Bachelorettes, right? We had Rachel and Gabby. It was the second season? Like I said, you were on the second season where we had two bachelorettes with Rachel and Gabby. So, I mean, the first thing that goes once you're an old bachelor, your memory is the first thing that you lose. Um, so how was that experience? And like, I mean, you you chose to be in the Rachel camp, correct? Correct. Correct. I mean, that'd be an awkward experience, I would think. It, had, it just seems weird to me. Well, it definitely was. Uh since it was still a first experience altogether, you know, first time ever being in this world and, and, and it was, you know, unique, but it was all I knew. So I, I didn't know what it would look like with just one bachelorette really. But, um, at first it was a little interesting, didn't know how to, um, I guess a, approach something like this, but for my case, it was real apparent very early that Rachel and I did have a connection to where it was like, okay, it, it almost doesn't matter yeah. um, that, that there's this two-person dynamic. Um, but for many, it did cause issues. So, Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, I couldn't even – I got out of the limo with Trista. So it was all oh. eyes on, you know, one person, and at least you knew this is the person I'm going to, you know, be trying to figure out how to get to know her and everything else. I mean, you had a little different dynamic going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with, with Rachel, I mean, it, it was a few days in to the event, but like, or not the event, the experience, uh, but you talking about walking out of the limo and just being like shocked and, you know, nervous with all the cameras and you're at the mansion and then you have two very beautiful women right in front of you. Right. That is terrifying. Yeah. And you're like, okay, here's my one shot, you know, at least remember my name. And I couldn't even remember my own name. I actually <laughs> forgot. And uh, totally, you know, Shit the bet on that one, but happens, uh, right? I, I do that often. So, but it's my age more so. So, let me ask you this: like, when you get out of the limo, do you do anything? Because I know people do stuff, right? They get out of the car, they try to do something to make themselves memorable. Did you do anything that made you memorable in that moment? Not at all. Not at all. Actually, you know, leading up to it, I was you know trying to think of something creative, something fun, like or something wild, because that's you know what people typically do, right? And I, I'm someone that just like, I think I got in my own head. I was so nervous. Um, I like, I saw the cameras and I just like freaked out and I was like, you know what? I think the best way for me, you know, to give this a fair shot is just be myself and meet the women, you know, as they are, as I am and not do any kind of, you know, gimmicks or anything like that. And, you know, through a conversation, hopefully that we'll have, you'll get to know me. Yeah. But I mean, I still went up there. I, I couldn't tell you what I actually said. It was all a blur. And uh, I mean, it kept me around at least night one. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it, it kept you a, long, a lot longer than that, actually, right? Now, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite some time after. <laughs> but for you, do you remember what your limo entrance was when you were on the bachelorette yeah you know i was i was basic man i mean it was uh it was actually what i did inside the mansion that sort of went next level but we you know this was so early on when i was on the show that no one really had a gimmick in fact i was just telling the mm. producers here tonight that uh the one guy that 
got out of the car with something special, which was actually quite nice. Um, he had gone to Tiffany's. He had gotten this, you know, bracelet in, you know, engraved with Trista's name on it. And we all looked at him like he was just the devil. I mean, I remember thinking this guy, <laughs> like, where's his head, man? Yeah. What's he doing? And um, it was, it was almost, I think probably jealousy more than anything that he had thought of something that we didn't, but it was one of those things where, you know, and he almost, he kind of became the villain of the season, frankly, um, because none mm -hmm. of us had anything else going in the front door. You know, we were all just like, hi, I'm Bob. Nice to meet you. Um, now, granted, once we got inside, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stories about that one. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, bringing up my, my study of martial arts, uh, you know, which I, which I did extensively. Uh, I, I was doing Taibo at the time with Billy Blanks. Uh, you know, it was a big deal. It was an infomercial. It's probably outdated, but uh, it was, at the time, it was a spectacular exercise regimen. Um, and I just thought it really made me somebody special. But it was funny. We, I mean, we were just a bunch of dudes hanging out. And I think that was what made our show special at the time was the guys got along so great. And we weren't catty with one another. It was a very different environment at that time. How was it with you? Like, what, what was your dynamic with the guys once you're in, all in the house, everyone's sort of hanging out? I mean, did you guys get along or was it immediately something, you know, a little friction going on or anything like that? I, I mean, I'd say for the most part, uh, everyone got along. Yeah. I, I think everyone recognizes that it's such a crazy experience going on and you're trying to just take it in that you almost look four friends in this. Yeah, I like, think you have to. It's a lifeline. Like, I'm the only one that's freaking out right now. Yeah. And actually, very early on, um, established a, a bunch of friends. Um, you know, one in particular was was Nate, and, and Nate was, uh, you know, on, on the, that past season. And there was a moment that night when we were uh, taking, you know, the photo you do right before the rose ceremony with everyone and, sure. and, and the lead. Uh, Nate and I, as well as maybe another 20 other guys, didn't have the opportunity to speak with either of Gabby and Rachel just because the night just took so long. Wait, so on the first night, you didn't speak to either lady? Nope. So, dude, you just nope. got you got your rose based on the fact that you are just jacked and a good looking dude. Let's Stop. be honest. Nope, I think it has it to be the case. Bad. <laughs> it was a pity rose. You got the pity rose. It was a pity rose, and I'm standing outside with Nate, and we just look at each other, and we're like, "Wow, we really just quarantined to just meet a bunch of dudes. We're going home." <laughs> like, like, it's been a really fun, a fun you know, four hours. Yeah, it's been a great night. That was nice. Cool yeah. little ride. Oh my god! Did he get a rose as well? He did. Okay, he did. Yeah, yeah, he he did, and, and so did a lot of the other guys that we all got pity roses, but. Um, <laughs> Everyone, you know, you know, still in contact still, which is really cool. Like, yeah. It's been some time since then and, and you know, got my core group of buddies, um, but everyone's really cool with each other. All right. So let's, let's, let's skip a little level here. So you go through the whole experience. Next thing you know, they reach out. They're like, all right, Zach, you're going to be the bachelor, right? So now you have this whole thing that you've been through the whole rigmarole. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions involved in that. Uh, they come to you, they're like, we're, we're going to have you be the new guy. Is it excitement yeah. that you're hit with? Is it fear? Is it, are you fired up? Are you pissed off? I mean, where, what are your emotional, you know, feelings on this whole thing? Uh, I, I was feeling a lot of different things. At first, it was, to be honest, confusion. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, okay, I, I'm honored, but also... Before like, you even really? get there, were you confused about the night you didn't get a rose? Like, where was that whole, where, what was your whole emotional thing that set you up for this? So with what had happened on the bachelorette season yeah. of, of going home after that, like I needed time to just be away, like be with family, Decompress. process what happened yeah. and, and like, and, and kind of just recover from that whole experience of traveling the world and, and, you know, dating someone with other suitors. Around. Right. Right. And then it, you know, not being us, like taking that in and then, you know, being asked weeks, maybe a little under a month, um, if I'd be interested in considering being the bachelor, I mean, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting over what, you know, being on TV, like I, like, and, and, you know, having a broken heart, like how can I just hop right back in was my initial thought. Yeah. But it was also, you know, flattery. I was like, wow, like that's, that's really cool that they're considering me for this. Like what a once in a lifetime opportunity. So you know, after several conversations, I was like, I, I would be kicking myself if I didn't, you know, take this shot because I know I'm ready for it. But like, this is this is totally different now. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Does that 
going on that experience now, when you look back at where Rachel and Gabby were, like, you, you know, if we cut to the end of this whole thing, it's got to give you a different feeling as far as how that whole process goes. Right. I mean, you, you get it now. It's kind of a difficult thing to go through, right. On either side of it, it was tough on your end, I'm sure. But now that you're the bachelor guy and you're doing the same, like my biggest fear was, Oh my God, I'm going to hurt people who don't deserve to be hurt. You know, I mean, and it's almost makes you feel weird saying it. Cause you're like, are they going to be hurt? Should they even give a shit about me? But you're, you know, you're in that mindset of, I don't want to hurt people. You know, that was, that was a big thing for me because I, I know what it feels like on that end. And I yeah. think that it helps, you know, having that, that time there to where, you know, being in the bachelor role, like the whole dynamic is different. Like you feel a lot of pressure constantly and I'll, you know, tack that on with not a lot of, you know, rest and, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going a million miles an hour yeah and, you know, other other people's feelings are at stake like that like like you said it's kind of weird to assume but sometimes you have to because like you have to make your decisions off of everything around you you know first and most important is like what your heart's telling you but second is like how can you go about this you know the right way if there is a right way yeah um and it's stressful like and it, you can always second guess and, and always question but like that was the biggest part for me it was like it's a totally new dynamic as every parent knows kids seem to be everywhere all at once it's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing duracell understands that that's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. <laughs> Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving in to your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Collie Power. <laughs> Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies gluten-free always ready in minutes and most importantly they taste like the foods you crave collie powers products are available in freezers nationwide visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you 
Collie Power. Crave on. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How long have you been done filming so far? Uh, I mean, we wrapped up just over two months ago. I'd okay. Say. All right. So I you're, think. and now you're watching the season unfold, right? I am. I am. Yeah. Are yeah. You watching it crazy. by yourself in your room, home alone at night, or you got like a posse of people? <laughs> I recommend you do it with friends, buddy, because it sucks if you do it by yourself. No, no. Well, the first episode, you know, we, we had a, a cool like, premiere party, had family and friends come, um, friends from the show um, and producers. And that was a really cool experience uh, for future episodes. Um, very low key. I, I was going to say, it gets, like- by episode five, it's a pretty lonely experience. <laughs> At least that was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think. Like I'm not someone that likes to watch myself on TV anymore. Like where I hear my own voice and I'm like, "Ooh, I sound like that." Oh, like that's how I see it. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Okay, I'm watching myself romantically or watching me do something good, something bad, this and that." And I just feel like I relive it. And I'm like, I'd rather not, you know, deal with, um, you know, the comments. I like, I like to just watch it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I remember it. That's exactly how it went. Or you know, and then move on to the next one. I, I, I'm not a big watch party guy. Watch with a bunch of people. Ever. Yeah. No, it's yeah. difficult. I know. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like. I mean, dude, to, to date myself and this is horrible, but when I was the bachelor, um, there wasn't even social media, right? So I didn't have to deal mm-hmm. with it. There were chat rooms, which seemed oft putting and, you know, um, a lot of gossip mags, but there, there, there wasn't like on the, on the button moment by moment dissection of everything I did. Right. And, yeah, I'd watch the show and I'd be like, God, do I really, that's how I kiss? That's just crazy. You know, is it like, do I always talk like this? Am I always hemming and hawing? I mean, I would dissect myself. No one could critique me more than me. I'm my own worst right. critic. Um, and even though I know you're from the West Coast, you seem kind of like a Midwest guy to me in a weird way, which I, I take that as a, I mean that I should say as a very big compliment, right? They don't say, oh. they say Midwestern values, right? They don't say West Coast values. They say Midwestern values. So you're getting a compliment from me right now, and I hope you can take it as such. But I, I think I, I, that it's got to be tough because you're watching yourself. You're like, how did I end up here? And right, and then the whole thing as it's unfolding, I mean, I'm sure you hear the noise, right? There's a lot of people saying things way better about you than you could ever deserve, and a lot of people saying just garbage about you that you also don't deserve. And it's hard, right? Because you hear the good stuff, and that kind of goes in one ear and out the other, and the bad stuff will stick with you for months. So how have you been oh, dealing yeah. with that? The social media stuff is just tragic. Like, how do you, and I don't mean that specific to you. I mean that just in general, I get it all the time too. I don't yeah. even know how I deal with it, but how do you deal with it? Cause it's gotta be magnified for you. Yeah. It, it, that's a good question. Cause it, I think it's constantly evolving on how to like tackle that because like just over a year ago, you know, I was working, you know, my, my tech job in Austin going about yeah. life, nobody, you know, not someone that's, even big onto social media or understands it, let alone like I don't even know how to properly like post photos half the time. Right. And now I'm in the world where like everyone's on social media. Everything you do is critiqued. Now my love life is being critiqued. <laughs> um and everyone has an opinion. And everyone fair, like absolutely has an opinion. And like seeing the the tough or hurtful comments initially were really like, oh my God, like how could someone like say that? They don't know me. This right. and, and it did bother me early on. Um, and I don't know, it, it took just maybe time or 
you know, just through, you know, confidence or, or just like seeking advice from, from family and friends was like, okay, you know, you're never going to appease everyone. Right. Um, also everything in a sense with like short media and, and this is like with a lot of things in general are pretty short lived. Um, and you know, you yeah, they're on to the next thing right away. Right. I mean, yeah. constantly. Yeah. Constantly. If I get in my own head about it, then it's just like, I, I, I'm going to be, you know, bummed out. And I'm not a guy that's ever bummed out. Like I, I'm very positive, but then when I'm like, Oh, these people are trying to hurt me. I'm like, they've probably got something else going on in their life to where yeah. they feel they need hurt. So that's how I rationalize and justify it. But and you're a better you know. man than me. I still grind myself over the coals for half the things that are said about me. But, you know, interestingly enough, someone gave me a great piece of advice once and they're like, consider the source, right? So like you're living your life and then you have these other people who are commenting on you living your life, right? Yeah. So like how often are you online commenting on someone else living their lives? Probably never, right? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. who are these people? And, you know, hey, thank you for, you know, paying attention, but let's be kind, right? We're still human beings. We serve, you know, this is still us putting it out there. And clearly you're someone who's, you know, going through an emotional experience. I mean, what you've done is genuine. People are, I'm going to, I mean, I will tell you this 20 years after I was the bachelor, you're going to still ask you the question, is it real? You know, is it all scripted? And, you know, I always say, I'm like, well, the moments are scripted, but the emotions are real, you know? So you're still yeah. feeling that stuff. So I'm sorry you got to deal yeah. with it. I mean, I didn't have to deal with it. And I don't have to do it at the magnitude that you all do. I mean, on the show today, I mean, still, you know, 20 years later, I think I have like a 110,000 followers or something. It's pretty paltry, <laughs> but and, um, I probably have worked really hard for those 110. I think my mom's probably got like 75,000 ghost accounts. But the point is, hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, the point is, you know, it's like you go through this experience and it's tough, man. And there, you're never going to please everybody. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what are you going to do? But okay, let's talk about your season now. So you come on as a bachelor from what I understand. Um, I may have missed a few finer points of this, but it sounds to me like on the opening night, one young lady um, walks up and licks your ear hole, basically. Uh -huh. This gives like tongue uh -huh. jacks your ear box, is what I've been told. Right out of the mouth. Yeah. Yep. Right out of the mouth. Any words exchanged? Any like, hey, how are you? Or she just walks up and it's boom shakalaka right in the eardrum. I, from what I. Cause I'm gonna like be honest with you. It. I think I would have married her. I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, well, rewatching it and then trying to remember that exact moment that I was, what I was feeling, and like, like first off, that takes you know cojones to do that. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine like, her poor I mean, dad? He's just like, oh, look at my gorgeous mean, little girl. Here she comes. And like here she, it is. Like here's a beautiful moment. And and just tongue, yeah. tongue darting. His ear. buddies at home are like, really, Jim? This is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what little Debbie's doing tonight. Honestly, I just, my well, my facial reaction I think gives it away of just like I try to hide like it like with a laugh like I put my head back I like open my mouth like I'm laughing thinking it's funny but it's yeah. actually like like disgust and like I'm like why why yeah. like yeah. you can't you're like I don't know okay I mean I'm sure it piques your curiosity <laughs> for a hot second but I mean. I, I don't know you at all, but from what I can tell from our initial interview, you strike me as one of those guys. I mean, I can tell you when I was on the show, all I could think of was like, oh my God, I don't want to embarrass my family. Like, I don't want my mom yeah. and dad to have to go to the grocery store and be ashamed of me. Right. So like, yeah. the girl walks up, she's, you know, making out with your eardrum and you're like, oh yeah, this is first impression rose all the way. I mean, your parents <laughs> would be so disappointed. Right. So I get it. I mean, but you sent her home. You fast tracked her to the limo from what I gather. No, that that was uh, not a fast track to the limo. No, I, I did not give her a rose that night. But okay. there, um, yeah, there was another instance of a. Uh, there was one instance of, um, a fast track to the limo. But someone else, not for ear looking. What was? Yeah. Tell me about it. What was the fast track? Uh, so uh, you know, on night one, um, you know, had the opportunity to to speak with uh, one of the women in the house, and we had a conversation, and um, you know, went pretty well, um, and she decides to pull me again for another conversation. I think that there were some feelings of uh, jealousy because she saw that um, I had kissed other women and she wasn't one of them. And so she wanted to pull me to get her kiss. Right. And she pulls me aside and we we're doing like these like dances or something. <laughs> and she 
pulls me in like for a hug. I'm going in for a hug and she goes in and pulls me in and making a kiss happen. Um, and that did kind of rub me the wrong way. Um, like you can't force anything. Like you can't force it if it's not there. And, you know, you know, had that, you know, tough decision of, and, and talking with her saying like, Hey, we can't force that. Like what, like if it's not here, it's not here. And I don't want to waste your time in the moment you did. And, like you kind of like you sort of pulled back and like, this is not happening or. Well, so for it, it happens and I'm like processing, like, like, did that kiss just happen like that? Like, did, is that how it really went? And I remember <laughs> talking to Jesse about it actually funny enough. Cause he asked, he's like, dude, like what, you know, what was with that, that kiss? It didn't look like uh, you really wanted to. And, I was like, you know what, I, I, I you know, I, res I respect, you know, her pulling me again because, you know, that that takes guts and, sure. and most people don't, you know, or some people only get, you know, one time and, and some don't get any time on, on night one. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I, I think I think it's best to send her home. Like, I don't want, you know, to lie to her or or hold her here if there isn't a connection. And there clearly wasn't that spark when we right. guessed. Um, so that was uh that was interesting. You never know what you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get on night one, like anything, like oh a your look, gosh. random kiss, doing yeah. the gritty, all that stuff. The gritty is a good. That's a tough dance. I mean, if they perfect it, I believe they should get fast tracked the night too. That's just me, but I'm not a great dancer, and so I value things and others that I don't possess. You know, right? I can't judge it. Like I, who am, I gritty on TV, and it looks absolutely terrible. Right. So I can't judge. Someone pulls it off in an <laughs> evening gown. Moving on. Yeah. Next round. Yeah. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. <laughs> Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, Make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving in to your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Collie Power. <laughs> Collie Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Collie Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Collie Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Collie Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Collie Power, 
All the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies, gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Cauliflower's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Cauliflower, crave on. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Did you ever watch the show previous to being on it? Did you know the whole drill? Uh, I'd probably watched about a handful of episodes before, but my my mom and my two younger sisters are diehard fans of the show. So, yeah. you know, I, growing up, you know, I'd walk downstairs, see them watching the show. And of course, it would just have my attention drawn in <laughs> uh, to watch it, but, you know, not consecutively by any means. But, you know, I had a rough idea of what yeah. to expect. Um, but you know, my sisters obviously were like, uh, you know, giving me as many, uh, pointers, pointers as they could. <laughs> what were some of their pointers? Yeah, like like oh, anything, yeah. anything that's sticking out right now that you listen to or any that you didn't and you wish you would have? Cause obviously they, they know how this thing goes. Um, yeah. So actually funny <laughs> enough, my sister, uh, she told me right before, I don't remember if it was before bachelorette or bachelor, but, um, she said, don't cry. <laughs> and I'm an emotional guy. Like by by nature, I'm someone that wears my heart on my sleeve. Sure. I, it's it's been it's encouraged in my house to like show your emotion, like right. good or bad. Um, you know, not worth holding in. And she said, Don't cry. And I was like, Okay, like I won't. Yeah. And that's quick to a sizzle I mean, reel if you cry, man. We all know that. I know. And just you, yeah, as Jesse said, this is the most emotional season of The Bachelor so far. So oh. I'll just leave it at that. So you um, didn't listen to her buddy it's impossible it's impossible i you know i, mean, I gotta be honest for ben higgins it was also impossible that dude cries more than anybody I've ever seen but he is an emotional and lovely man and i think that you'll probably have that same kind of staying power i didn't cry i didn't cry and you didn't know who the hell i was so there you go not once <laughs> i thought i've cried probably cry. once in my life no i cry a ton Are you kidding me <laughs> i am the most emotional disaster <laughs> Um, back then though, it didn't fit the mold. So you got to remember when I did the show, they, it was a very, you know, we didn't film stuff that didn't fit the mold of what we were trying to present. So I could have been bawling like a baby and they'd be like, all right, just give them some time. Let's dry them off, get them back in there and make them look stoic. You know? So it was, uh, oh. it wasn't as emotionally raw reality television. Wasn't as real back then. Let's just put it that way. Didn't feel that way anyway. Yeah. It didn't okay. feel that way. So yeah. one thing that I dealt with uh, from being The Bachelor um, that I think is probably something that is universal, regardless of social media or not, I'll never forget it. Uh, first time I walk into my hometown supermarket, I'm with my mom. I was just telling this story earlier that you know my mom would go to the, still 20 years later, she'll go to the chicken section and people like, according to my mom anyway, aren't you Bachelor Bob's mom? And my mom's like, oh. I am. It just, oh, everyone drives me crazy bringing it up. Yet I can be in the same supermarket and no one speaks to me. So uh, the hardest adjustment, though, was seeing your personal life all over the tabloids, right? Like all over Us Weekly, People Magazine, Star, National Enquirer, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Social media, I'm sure. How has that been for you? Like, how has that adjustment been for you to all of a sudden go from being, you know, a guy that's working hard? You know, I mean, you, you know, you're an athlete, so the mindset of, you know, keep your head down, work hard and good things will happen. Right. We all heard those from our coaches yeah, over yeah. the years. And um, now all of a sudden, you know, your entire personal life and every decision you make is being dissected by body relationship experts and, 
you know, all this kind of crap. I mean, how has that been for you as a, as a, an individual and how are you handling it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it, it is interesting, you know, with life now outside of the show, um, you know, similar to, you know, your story with, with you and your mom at the grocery store, like, yeah. you know, going to most places, um, you know, being recognized is a weird feeling because I'm kind of a, a private person by nature. And I like, I think it's, it's really cool when people like come support or, or want to get a photo with me, but it's just still such a crazy concept that people want to do that in the first place, or people want to write an article about what clothes I, I wore on my last Instagram post or like, <laughs> or like it's, it goes back to the opinions thing. It's like, okay, everyone's going to have an opinion. I get that. And, and it's up to me, like if I want to read those comments or not, but like for me, I, I, I welcome, you know, everyone with, with open arms, you know, when I meet people out and about and, you know, whether it's at the gym or at the grocery store or this and that, and just, I don't know, just take the time to, to say hi or get to know them. Um, yeah. cause it is, it is a cool opportunity. Cause I, I, I know like when I, um, you know, growing up would like run into someone that I had seen on TV and I would like love to meet them and get a picture with them and, you know, it would be the biggest gut punch if they said no. Oh, and, sure. Uh, yeah, you always yeah. love it if there's someone who you hope that you think they are, right? Like, oh yeah. you meet Tom Hanks, you want him to be the greatest guy you've ever met in your life because he seems like he is, you know? It'd be such a exactly. bummer if he wasn't, you know? But there's a lot of pressure on those guys too. I met Bill Murray in the airport today and Bill Murray was amazing. I mean, he was so nice. He did. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. And it was really cool. And I was thankful because, you know, he had no clue who the hell I was, nor should he. But I definitely knew who he was, and it was nice that he gave me about 30 seconds of his time, you know? And that's all it takes, that's right? It's so not cool. that hard to be kind to people. It's pretty easy, really. You're never that busy. It's back to that. It's just being kind, you know? Yeah. Just like, just expect that, you know, not everyone has that out, you know, that outlook on life, but as long as you keep that yourself, like, you'll be good. That's how I see it, yeah. So have you ever heard of the term, like, grease in the wheel? Like, getting ready for something? You, yeah. So first yeah. night of The Bachelor, you're getting ready to, you know, all the limos to pull up. What did you do to grease the wheel? What did you do to like get yourself ready? Anything specific? Um, there was a lot of pacing. Yeah. Any, any beverage choices that maybe helped you get to the right place? Quite a few. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, had a, I had a few, uh, few beverages. Um, any that of, are, uh, uh, you know, Mexican in, in, in uh, origin, perhaps like tequila or anything like that? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe two or three, if we're being honest. And then, you know, got to have some, you know, artificial caffeine in there somewhere. Oh, sure. Because you know, it's yeah. a late night. It is a late night. And uh, a lot of blasting of just like the most ridiculous music you can to just like get the nerves out some way, you know, and back to it's tequila it's tequila <laughs> it's always <laughs> tequila buddy that's the only way it's to a go. long roundabout answer of saying it's tequila yeah i like it I, I like the way you got there though you took a long road and i appreciate it so okay one of the things that we had back in the day uh when i did the show was a deliberation room right so they had all the women uh that were there on that night of the cocktail party or whatever we call it uh they had all of their photos on like a, a wall like a viewing wall and i would go in and I would deliberate. And I would just look at these photos as if to ponder who I was going to give a rose to because they were all right there on the cusp. And I remember looking at all these and I would take time. I'd look at each one. Some of them, I'd, I'd grab the frame and I'd stare at it for a minute and I'd put it back. Do they still do that or they skip that part of it? Because it was it was really interesting uh, time for, uh, at the time, Chris Harrison and I had to walk in there and just have me stare at a blank wall. Uh, yeah, something just like that. Um, because obviously on night one, like there's no way you can remember everyone's names no. with a face. Right. And like you have so many conversations and you're trying to, you know, calm your own nerves and you need to go and just breathe in another room and just, you know, figure it out for lack of a better term. And, sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there would be several times without like throughout the night going to a room and looking at the little, you know, cards with the name and, you know, sometimes it would just be the easiest, like, like you just follow your gut on that and you're like, yep. Yeah. Something slam dunk. Even Absolutely. Yeah. 12 seconds with this person. Yep. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but yes. And then there's some that, you know, you have to deliberate a little bit more on and, 
and, and figure out. But that was something new that I didn't know how like you do it. Cause I was fully prepared to come in and be like, all right, I'm remembering all the names. We're doing it. That's a little false because there's no shot. I would ever be able to actually, oh, come on, Zach. I coming in with that. I'm a competitive guy. So I got to tell you, um, on my first night's rose ceremony, I had, I, I believe it was 28 or 30 ladies there. And I had found out that Alex Michelle out of the 15 women that he got to keep on the first night, he had remembered 12 names. So my goal was to remember all 15. So I created the song in my head and I got through it. I got through all 15. However, what a lot of people don't know, a little, little sidebar is I was nervous, right? So I was holding the rose. Uh, let me see if I can hold. I was holding the rose like this, right? So I, I have the rose and I was like, Debbie, right? And then the next one, Jenny, or, you know, I'm just using random names, of course, to protect the innocent. And I, and I remember the next one, I go to say the name and the rose, the top of the rose falls off. Mm. And no one knows what to do. And I think, oh my God, this is a real show. So I can't, it's reality television. I can't waver. So I, I hold and I'm like, Rhonda. And Rhonda comes up. I'm like, Rhonda, will you accept this stem? And she takes it. I think it's going to be great television and they make me reshoot it. And I was so bummed. Point is though, I got all 15. <laughs> do you remember how, how many of the ladies on the first night you remembered all their names? Uh, they, I'll just say this. They, they didn't let me test that theory. Oh, okay. it was more. Like, so you, know, you had to be like this. You, if I'm not mistaken, let me try and reenact this and tell me if this is accurate. You'd get through like five names and you'd be like, I'm sorry, ladies. I, uh, I need a moment. And you'd step outside well, and they'd be, like, they'd be like, Debbie, Rhonda, Jenny, Brenda, Camille. <laughs> is that not how they did no, it? No, no, no. Well, not, not as dramatic as that. It would be, you know, okay. I'll go, I'll use your names. It would be like, okay, yeah, Rhonda, will you accept the strokes? Yes, okay. And then it would be a pause. And then I would like look to, to one of the um, like directors and I would just give a nod and he'd nod back. And then I'd be like, and then just mysteriously walk off. Oh, there was no explanation. No. Oh, wow. That's even and they, worse. Because the thing is, is when I was on the Bachelorette, yeah. they didn't do any explanation either. So we were like, why are the girls keep going back to the, the back room? Like, what's going on? Or like, are they, are they panicking? Are they freaking out? And then I later learned that's what it was for. They took away to the get, drama like, factor. I brought some drama to that franchise back then. I'd be like, ladies, I just can't. But then I'd be like, but no, I can. Because I got all 15 right here in my bean. <laughs> I got through it. Oh my gosh. All right. So one last question. Impressive. No, thank you, buddy. It was the one thing I had going for me. I had, good, I had uh, musical memory. So, um, all right, let's ask you this. So now that you're engaged, um, I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, I'm sorry. What was her name? Uh, I think the internet is coming out. All right. all right. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm getting some bad intel. So at the end of the day, we're so happy about the marriage coming up and we're excited to be invited to the, the nuptials. Um, now I'm excited for you, man. You seem like a very nice guy. And I think that at the end of the day, you got to remember, I have this, I have this idea of the way the show works, especially when I was on it. I used to say, you know, you could have, you could have a monkey up here handing out flowers and everyone's going to cry because it's a social science experiment. It's nothing to do with the guy. So I think about that all the time. I'm always like, you know, and, and people are like, Oh no, that's humble pie, Bob. I'm like, no, it's really sincere. It has nothing to do with the guy. But I think in your case, it kind of does. Cause you seem like that guy, man, you're a very nice guy. And I have a feeling that you probably have a lot of ladies vying for your attention and you were raised right. And man, I'm just excited for you. I hope it all works out the way you want it to. And, um, and you find some happiness at the end of this thing. Cause it, it's a tough road to hoe. People don't get it right. They all think, Oh, what a cry me a river. You know, he handed out flowers to 30 girls and made out with them. Big deal. But it is tough. You go through a lot to get there. So I hope you guys find happiness and I wish you the best. And thanks for being part of our show. I mean, it's OG to the new guy, man. This is a, a big transition. I was 20 years ago. I, and I, it's still on the air. This is bananas. Wow. Wow. Well, well first off, thank you, Bob. I, I appreciate the, the kind words. And, um, you know, yeah, like what you're saying, it, it is wild and, and not a lot of people understand it. You know, fortunately, you, you do. You're someone that does. And it's it's crazy to know, you know, that there are people that do support, um, you know, through all the crazy social media and, and, and whatnot. But um, I appreciate being on this podcast, the OG and the new guy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, we just named it tonight, buddy. We're excited. We're excited. Well, I wish you the best. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you got to remember, I mean, you know, just get through it with your confidence intact. Don't let anybody beat you up. I mean, I know it's, it's not easy, right? It's, 
you're an easy target, dude. I mean, you, you know, you're out there, you're a nice person, putting your heart on the line. Like you say, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. So you're going to get some grief for it. But at the end of the day, man, your, your happiness 20 years from now, take it from me, that's what matters the most. So it's going to be a great experience. You said yes to a fun moment. Live it up. Enjoy it. And thanks for being a part of the show, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. I'm rooting for you, man. Thank you. Tell your mom I said hi. <laughs> oh, she knows you. <laughs> Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. I love CBS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I've discovered the secret to turning diaper duty into pure parenting joy. Okay, well, that might be a stretch, but Pampers Swaddlers is truly the answer. They feature a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, including even blowouts. And for 2024's hottest baby shower slash sprinkle gift, it's the Pampers Diaper Stash. I am so for diapers for a baby shower, our registry. This Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund where family and friends can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. Just create an account, share it, and then watch it grow, and then gift it. So easy. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness with Pampers Swaddlers and the Pampers Diaper Stash.